What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Styles Files. As always, I am your host, Alan Styles, and thank you for joining the best 20 to 60 minutes of your week. You know, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. Did not have time for a episode last week. Very busy with the job that pays the bills, March Madness, the start of MLB. But the good thing is that all kind of rolls into the podcast anyway. So I'm just, I was just getting more ammo for the next episode. Not to mention, it was my birthday. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, means a lot. Turned 29, which is a, a very interesting year to turn, right? Um, because you're essentially counting down the days to turn 30. That's really all it is. My last birthday in my 20s. So that was interesting, and that is interesting. I can already see the changes in my life happening right before my eyes. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about, as I said, March Madness, where I was right, where I was wrong. Major League Baseball, all that starting up. The Warriors, of course, looked good against the Nuggets. Going to talk about that. The Giants, not really looking great. So they're picking up from where they left off. Uh, Talk a little bit about some music, going to see a show this week. Um, And then we have a new revamped segment of... Please stop. So I cannot wait to get into that. And also going to talk about the movie Us. We'll try not to spoil it. No promises, but I'm really going to try. I won't legitimately say what happened, but in speaking about it, hopefully I don't accidentally spoil it for those of you that aren't woke and haven't seen it yet. So here we go. So 29, man, 29 is very interesting. And the thing that's interesting to me is I just happen to hang out with a lot of people that have similar birthdays, apparently, because throughout the month of March, I think I went to, I'm trying to count in my head, it was at least three house parties, you know, at least three birthday parties, one going away party. You know, March, I knew it was going to be tough on me financially and also mentally and physically. As I said, I'm 29 now, so it's hard to get up in the morning. But um, yeah, it, it's it's been a long, long month, and I have never been more happy to see April, even if it's still raining in the Bay Area, and it kind of still pisses me off because that's not what I'm paying rent for, okay? I'm paying rent for good weather, but I digress. Um, so the biggest thing for me that I noticed, you know, attending these house parties now being 29, uh, is that, you know, the ideas and how you approach the apartments and condos and houses, they change. You know, uh, when I was younger, it was, oh, cool. This is, you know, dope place, whatever. Um, great place to drink at. Awesome. Good stuff. Now I walk in, I'm like, oh my goodness, look at the decor. Like, I feel like I'm on house hunters. I'm like, you know, love the kitchen, love the backsplash. By the way, what did you guys get this for? What was your down payment? Did you, what did you, what, what do you pay monthly? Really? Really? How did you find this? How did you find this? You know, and it's just so interesting and um, not sad, but just it's just a new life in that, you know, so I'm not the same way I was. I'm not looking at 
things uh, as simply as I was before. Like, cool, give me the address. I show up. Now it's like, how did they get this place? You know, what do they do? How much money do they make? What's their credit score? I check credit karma every time I leave a house party. Never did that before. You know, like these are the things that happen. Now I'm looking in the mirror like how far off am I? Like I'm not supposed to leave these parties asking questions, right? Usually it's just, all right, bing, bang, boom. Good time. Give me some food. Give me some drink. We out. Now I, I have, you know, so much to think about when I get back. You know, and then I'm looking at my apartment and I'm judging my situation. And it's just it's a lot more stressful than it used to be. But you know what? That's life. What's also funny to me is that, you know, I'm sitting there at one of the house parties, um, high school buddies. So same age. And one of. And one of the places we were at had like an outside area. So we wanted to play some drinking games. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm having a great time. And all of a sudden, I just kind of space out for a second. And I just turn to my girlfriend and all I just say is, do you realize that we've been playing beer pong for over 10 years? (laughs) 10 years. Like... Think about that for a second, because, I mean, honestly, over 10 years, because I, you know, first time I played, may or may not have been 18. I'm 29 now. We have been playing beer pong for over a decade. We've been bounce shots and last cup and on fuego 10 years, a decade. Like, that might be the saddest thing of all, because I still feel like I just learned how to play not too long ago, right? So the question is, does it, will it ever stop? I mean, I hope not. I also need to look up when beer pong was created, who created it, and how old was that person? Did it happen, or those people? Did it happen in college? Did it happen by a 29-year-old degenerate, similar to myself? I need to know. But all I know is I'm sitting there playing flip cup and relay and bouncing a ball into a cup and I'm a whole 10 years older than the first time I ever did it. And I continued to play and it was a great time. But it's a decade. The time really does fly, man. And that's just something you don't think about or at least I don't think about because it's just a drinking games. You know, it's, oh, cool. We're college. Nice. Throw the ball in the cup. It's dope. It's like, hold up. We've been doing this for 10 years. So that was crazy to me. um, Because it just just hit me. You know, I was just having a good time just holding my beer in my hand. And I'm like, dang, 10 whole years. Technically, 11. So, yeah, man, that is the difference for me going to these house parties thinking about how long I've been playing these drinking games and also checking my credit score as I leave these house parties uh, for these really nice places. And shout out to all my friends that invited me. Thank you for the invites and thank you for making me look in the mirror and make sure I'm on the right track. Thank you very much. Keep balling. All right, time for some sports. We're going to start with March Madness, where I was right, where I was wrong. There really weren't a lot of places where I was right. Um, I had Michigan winning, which was wrong. 
right? I think they lost in the Sweet 16. And for those of you who haven't been following, the Final Four is Virginia, Texas Tech, Michigan State, and Auburn. Uh, so Vegas has the favorites at Virginia at the top, followed by Michigan State, next to te- Texas Tech, and last is Auburn. Where I was right was that I do recall saying on this show that because Virginia did lose in such an embarrassing way last year to be the first team to, as a one seed, lose to a 16 seed, I did say that that could either snowball for them and they could have another bad showing or it could propel them um, and motivate them to new heights. And I think... My latter comment was obviously correct because they've had some close calls, but they have looked good. They are still boring, but they have looked good. And here they are in the final four, and they are the favorites now to win the whole thing. It's very interesting, as a lot of people are Duke haters, that they were Duke haters, but they also loved watching Zion. So when Michigan State beat Duke, I think everyone who typically roots against Duke was elated at first, then realized, dang, we don't get to watch Zion again in a real basketball game until next NBA season. So I think that was very interesting how Zion was so captivating that even the biggest Duke haters probably were like, I mean, I wouldn't mind watching him another game. And that just goes to show why there's so much excitement around Zion and what he can potentially bring to the NBA and to whatever team he's drafted to and why there's a big sweepstakes behind the shoe deal and all this stuff. I mean, the hype was real, and so far he has lived up to it. So hopefully that continues. Best of luck to him and all of the college players, whether they're going to the NBA or doing something else, uh, just like that old NCAA commercial used to say, there's about 800 million thousand student athletes and only about 1% are going pro. The rest of us are going pro in something else. And it's like, well, that's depressing. Um, But hey, I live that life, so I know how it is. But uh, shout out to March Madness. I think that even though there weren't really a lot of Cinderella stories, you know, we're trying to make Auburn and Texas Tech Cinderella stories and they're a three and a five seed, I do think they were good games, you know. And at the end of the day, the ratings don't lie. We've said it before. People love underdogs, but they love to watch the big dogs. So no surprise that uh, the ratings were as high as they were. So next, Russell Westbrook getting into some NBA talk is a beast. And, you know, to get a triple-double with 20, 20, and actually 21, he had 21 assists, that's absurd. That's absurd. Like, Everybody that talks bad about Russell Westbrook and says, you know, he's a stat patter, look, and and says everyone, a lot of people could do that if they tried. Well, why don't they try? You're telling me nobody ever tries? It's the same argument with James Harden. Well, if so-and-so shot that much, he could drop 50 a night. Are we sure? Are we sure? You know, so I don't want to take anything away from the historic performance that Russell Westbrook had. And honestly, right now, the Warriors won. The Warriors won against the Nuggets, currently the Thunder are in the A seed. So they would play first round. Could that possibly be the most anticipated 1-8 seed in the history of the NBA? I think so. 
because I don't know what the Thunder are doing. They definitely should not be an eight seed. And all the stuff, like, let's not forget, nobody's forgotten that KD left OKC, you know, and I don't believe that they've played each other yet during Kevin Durant's run with the Warriors. So you still have all that. And then the fact that the Thunder are playing or would be playing with house money. They're the eighth seed, even though should they be an eighth seed? No, they are the eighth seed. So I, I would still take the Warriors, but this could be one of the most exciting I think the Warriors had uh, maybe the Spurs last year in the first round or something like that. Um, and, you know, Popovich, amazing coach, but something like this, I mean, this is kind of unprecedented. I can't think, you know, back to LeBron's teams and things like that, a first round that people would be so captivated with. So if that plays out, that would be ridiculous. And shout out to Russell Westbrook for just balling. You know what I mean? Uh, through all the hate, people calling him Russell West Brick, which he is sometimes, but the guy just keeps doing his thing. You know, you either kind of love him or hate him. Same with a Draymond Green and things like that. And, you know, everybody moves on. Speaking of moving on, as far as the Warriors beating the Nuggets, I don't know what it is. I think they said yesterday on TNT, and I don't know if this was an actual stat or someone just said it, that the Nuggets technically have the worst shot of beating the Warriors, just based upon, I think, the games that they've played against each other and their style of play, which is so bizarre to me because the Nuggets are probably going to be the two seed. But when you watch them play, they just don't match up that well. You know what I mean? Um, they just kind of get out of sorts, you know, um, the Nuggets are coming, but I just don't think they're ready yet. And this could be a chip on their shoulder going into the playoffs, but as big of a chip as you have, that's not going to change your team. But they're definitely going to be here for a while, even if this year probably isn't their year. I mean, Jokic is coming, Jamal Murray, you know, they, they got guys. So I don't know if anybody caught this. Well, first of all, Kevin Durant's ejection was ridiculous. So basically, what from all I saw was Kevin Durant say, you seen that to the ref. And he just kept saying it over and over again. Once he got ejected is when he called the ref, you a bitch ass mother. And he said it multiple times. So Kevin Durant will probably get fined again. And I heard that, you know, to get ejected, you need two texts. And I heard that this is his 15th or whatever tech he needed to get suspended for the next game. If neither of those techs are taken away, he would not play the next game. And I believe they play the Lakers, which is, hey, you know, you should be able to win anyway. But the way the Warriors play against the Lakers, you just never know. So that was interesting. And it was just uncalled for as far as the ref is concerned. Um, I thought about going to the Warrior game yesterday. I looked up on StubHub. The tickets were starting at 125, so I click, so I quickly closed my browser, remembering how I felt leaving all my friends' dope apartments and condos and houses. Got to make good decisions. So to spend that money, if I did, and for the people that did, and to see Kevin Durant get ejected, not even about maybe halfway through the third quarter, 
is ridiculous. And these refs need to be held accountable. And my, the way I feel is if that one of the texts get taken away, the ref should be fined because those fans don't get their money back for not being able to see Kevin Durant play for that amount of time. Now, I understand injuries and things like that. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. The ref taking something into their own hands when they feel some type of way. And I think I heard, you know, the announcers yesterday yesterday say, well, it wasn't what he said. It's how he said it. That's what we're doing now. You're reading body language. He was too demonstrative. Like, you just got to be the same. Be the same. Just keep a status quo so everybody knows. And even so, I still think in a game like this, you hold back. If they're playing the Suns on a Sunday afternoon, I mean, whatever. But this is one of this was the game for essentially for first place because if the Nuggets had won and let's say both teams finished with the same record, even though that even though the Warriors had beat the Nuggets as well, the Nuggets would have had the better conference record, and they would have gotten first place. Obviously, they still can if the Warriors poop the bed. But, um, yeah, that, that's crazy to me. But it was good to see Kevin Durant show some emotion, right? Uh, it was good to see him actually interact with teammates. Uh, I don't know, you know, maybe he had a, a, a good night the night before. I haven't seen this out of him Uh, in a while that was really nice to see and it just kind of goes to show that hey sure I still think he's leaving but maybe this is them starting to round into playoff form and block out all of the other garbage and that is the hope all right going to see a show tonight getting into some music um a guy I've talked about before Quinn 92 that's XC and then to capital I's and I'm very excited he's playing at the Masonic which is a venue in San Francisco and it's a very interesting venue because I don't know if it like used to be a temple or something like I was a little I had a one too many Hennessy shots the last time I was there for Meek Mill and I'm looking around and they got like interesting paintings and I'm like did they change this into something or is this more than a venue like I was kind of getting creeped out a little bit but the venue is super cool um it's one of those where there's not a bad seat in the house and like i said quinn is right on time because although it's been raining a little bit still here we are starting to get into that spring summer mode and that's the type of music he brings uh one of his openers is christian french which is another guy that i that i dig i would just call him straight up pop honestly uh singer so very excited for that and then a woman named ash who is also opening for quinn as well she dropped an album not too long ago um kind of quirky in a way listened to some of her stuff yesterday haven't really listened before so i'm excited to hear her as well but you know what i'm not excited about and it's something that could be added to my please stop segment a little bit later um yeah these handling fees uh, are are getting out outrageous they're outrageous right and i don't know what they're handling because i'm printing the ticket out at home or it's on my mobile device so what exactly are you handling those tickets were 29.50 i think 29.50 something like that i got two the handling fee was 13 dollars each 
$13 each. Please stop. So now I'm spending 40 bucks for a ticket that was supposed to be $29 at first. And that's how they keep getting you. Um, it's ridiculous to me and I don't, and I need answers. I just need answers. I almost didn't get them. That's how cheap and petty I am. I'm like, that's $13. Like I need that. Like that's not that that's one of my Hennessy shots tonight. You know what I mean? How, how are you going to take that away? Why are you going to take that away from me? Um, and I just need answers. What are you handling? I'm going to call them. You know, I'm going to call vivid seats, StubHub, live nation. Hi, I'm just gonna be like, hi, what are you handling? No, I was just curious because I mean, 13 bucks, you must be handling something. I'm just, could you, uh, could you just explain that one to me, please? Thank you. Thank you. So another thing I did uh, this past weekend and starting to try to chill out in between all of my parties, I'm just so popular. I saw Us by Jordan Peele. Now, I feel like a lot of people have strong feelings about Us because Jordan Peele has become one of these polarizing figures after Get Out, you know. Um, he was before, obviously, with Key and Peele, but really Get Out um, kind of catapulted him to that this next level. And Us, look, I'm going to put it to you like this. He never said it was connected to Get Out. He, he never said anything, to my knowledge. So it's not supposed to be like Get Out. That's That's number one. And number two, I will say, and again, I'm not spoiling anything. I would just say if you are a very literal person, I don't know if this film is for you. There's a lot of questions that are unanswered, and I don't think he ever made an answer. You know, there's so many theories going around the internet. Oh, this is that. This is this. And nobody knows because Jordan Peele, I don't think, even knows. He didn't make an answer. So if you're the type of person that needs to know, oh, he did this because of that, or they did this because of this, I don't think you're going to like this movie very much because that doesn't get explained that much. And I don't think there's supposed to be an explanation. I think he wants you to focus on certain things and certain things just aren't important to him. So don't get hung up on certain aspects of the film because there's not going to be an answer, you know? Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Me personally, I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of 10, an eight and a half out of 10. I think it was solid. Um, I think it was really good. I need to watch it again just to get some questions answered. I watched get out again just because I enjoyed it so much. And also, sure, they were like, you know, people were like, oh, look, he was wearing this because of that. And sure, that's all fine and good, but I just enjoyed that movie. I would say I enjoyed Get Out more than Us, but they were just different. And I hate, like I said, I'm doing exactly what I'm telling people not to do, to compare. But again, with Jordan Peele, I think maybe because it's a small sample size, you can't help but do that. But I would hope that people eventually stop doing that. You know, we don't do that with every Spielberg film, every Scorsese film, you know, because they're not connected. Um, now, I know, I believe Jordan Peele did come out and say, oh, he's doing, I don't know, like 
a four-part horror movie series, and this is essentially it. But that doesn't mean that one has anything to do with the other or that they should be compared, in my opinion. But yeah, I would definitely go check it out. Uh, It's money well spent, got to represent, and got to support. So that's my take on us. All right. It's time for what everyone's been waiting for, everyone's favorite segment. Please stop. I got a couple please stop things this week. So we're just going to run through them, okay? First. Please stop. Disrespecting in and out It needs to stop. Look, I understand your gripe. If you don't like the fries, they literally just cut them, fry them, throw some salt on them. I get that. All right. That's fair. Okay. Healthier for you, by the way, now that I'm 29, trying to watch everything. Um, But yeah, the fries aren't great. But you cannot compare like an expensive burger to In-N-Out. Like Shake Shack is more expensive Super Duper Burger is more expensive. For those of you on the East Coast, Super Duper is kind of a small chain, um, really, in just San Francisco. I don't even know if it's fully the Bay Area. The Habit is more expensive. Whenever I hear people compare, or Five Guys is more expensive, whenever I hear people compare In-N-Out and say, well, In-N-Out's not better than Five Guys. In-N-Out's not better than Shake Shack. In-N-Out's not even better than Wendy's. In-N-Out's, more, is, In-N-Out's cheaper than all of them. It's really like the bang for your buck. Look, if I can take my girl out, get more than three or four things for under $20, and it's good, you're not going to hear any complaints from me. You're just not, okay? So stop comparing in and out to these other places. Now, first of all, you want to talk about overrated, right? Red Robin is a burger joint. A sit-down burger joint. I had the worst experience at Red Robin in Concord, okay? Sun Valley Mall. I wouldn't go if I were you. And the place was empty, right? And you're a burger place. I've had some small issues at In-N-Out, but nothing like that. And here's the kicker. Because my burger took so long at Red Robin, you know what they did? They gave me more fries. You know what Red Robin is famous for? Bottomless fries. So to say sorry, they just gave me something more that was free. That's that 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 was their thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want more fries? I've been eating fries for three hours. I just want my burger. Okay? So stop putting down in and out. It's good for what it is. It's cheap as hell and it's tasty. Eat some animal fries and shut the hell up. Okay? Next. Please stop. Bikers, please stop biking on sidewalks, okay? If you're, trying to be, if you're trying to be Lance Armstrong, get on the road. There's a bike lane, especially whether you're on a normal bike or whether you're on one of these Ford power bikes. Get in the bike lane, okay? If you're too afraid to ride in the bike lane, then just walk. Just walk, okay? I almost got clipped today. By some guy really just going after it. And it's like, if you're such a good biker, get on the street. Just get on the street and bike, okay? And I know why you're not there. Because you're scared. I'd be scared too. That's why I don't bike anywhere. But trying to weave and 
get through all these pedestrians is actually dangerous, okay? And it just makes you look like an asshole, all right? So please stop biking on sidewalks. Just bike in the bike lane, okay? Next. Please stop. Like I said, and I know I kind of contradicted myself earlier, please stop comparing us to get out. They're just different and they're meant to be different. You know, get out was pretty straightforward. Us is not, you know, us like they talk about a lot of tunnels. You know what I mean? Again, not a spoiler alert, a lot of tunnels. This movie could go in a million different ways. Get out was pretty straightforward. So please stop comparing them. It's just not fair. And it's going to take away from your experience. Just enjoy it for what it is. Okay. Thank you. My last one. Please stop. Look, man, I know you might have a tough lunch. You might have had a tough lunch. You might have had tacos, burritos. You got to stop farting on public transportation. I mean, you just have to. Like, you got to hold it in. Please. I'm begging you. Okay. Like, I do it. I try to be nice about it. This morning, I'm on the train, and it was a silent but deadly, and I almost passed out. Like, I almost passed out, okay? Like, I know they say, I know the doctors tell you, don't hold it in. Hold it in sometimes, okay? They just mean don't hold it in all the time, all right? Sometimes you got to hold that in. You got to hold it in for yourself, and you got to hold it in for the people around you, okay? That's just bad etiquette, all right? It's disgusting, okay? All right. That's all the time I got for y'all today. Thank you for rocking with me. Good to be back. Enjoy the good weather. Hopefully that comes this weekend. Thank you for listening as always. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore styles files styles with an I. Enjoy baseball season. Enjoy the final four. And until next time, be safe, be well, be wise. Peace. <laughs>